Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rail Group On Air, presented by Railway Age and Railway Track and Structures magazines and International Railway Journal. I'm your host, Bill Wilson, and I am the editor-in-chief of RTNS Magazine, and welcome to another podcast. This is Rail Group On Air. This episode of Rail Group on Air is about a fence. So I started searching for the Don't Fence Me In song. Well, I could not get a royalty-free version of it, but did learn some pretty cool stuff about the melody. The song Don't Fence Me In was based on text by Robert Fletcher, who was a poet and engineer with the Department of Highways in Helena, Montana. Now, there is no confirmation that Fletcher's words in Don't Fence Me In have anything to do with his life on the road. But the subject of this podcast is indeed about a fence along a different kind of road. A line of railroad tracks on the Del Mar Bluffs in Southern California. The North County Transit District owns the right-of-way and for years has wanted to put a fence up to deter people from crossing the tracks and possibly getting hit by a train. Well, the city of Del Mar has been against putting up a fence due to a variety of reasons, one of them being it would hurt the views of the beach. So the NCTD changed the design a bit. Instead of calling for a six-foot-tall chain-link fence along the entire right-of-way, it proposed using more aesthetically pleasing barriers that were only four feet tall in spots, Recently, however, the city of Del Mar voted 3-2 against the revisions. There is still much more to this story. I interviewed Del Mar Mayor Dwight Worden, who actually voted in favor of the NCTD revisions, and NCTD Executive Director Matt Tucker. And believe me, you will want to hear what they have to say. First, here is Del Mar Mayor Dwight Worden. Let's talk about the recent city council decision. You voted three to two to reject the modifications to the fence fencing plan by the NCTD. You just want to talk about how all that went down that day? Yeah, yeah, sure. First, I should, uh, in full disclosure, I was one of the two that wanted to accept that revised license. So I was on the losing end of that, and it was a uh, close split vote. But Sort of the big arc of what happened was years ago, NCTD started raising issues about rail safety and near misses and train strikes that were happening between Oceanside and San Diego, pointing out that on average about 12 people a year get killed by trains between Oceanside and San Diego, some percentage of those being suicides, but not all, and some of those being on the Del Mar Bluffs. Uh, a couple of years ago, NCTD said, this is now bad enough, and we're getting pressure from the FRA to meet our safety obligations. We need to fence it to keep people off of the right-of-way. They proposed a six-foot chain-link fence on both sides of the right-of-way all the way down the bluffs. And the city's position started out, no, that's not a good idea. We don't think a fence is the best way to address safety. We acknowledge there is a safety issue but we think that you could better address safety by signage and stepping up enforcement 
and that if you fence the right-of-way, you're just going to, people who do get into the right-of-way are now trapped in the right-of-way, and that's going to be a safety issue, and that they're bluffed and cliffs to the beach. So it's going to be difficult to put a fence up. You're going to have gaps, and it's going to create a maintenance and liability problem, and we were against the fence. That progressed where over the next year or so, NCTD agreed to modify the fence and agreed to meet with uh, representatives from our city and from the Coastal Commission to talk about all of this because Coastal Commission weighed in in support of the city that the uh, fencing raised concerns because it would block traditional uh, coastal access. That resulted in a modified fence proposal and now we're up to about October of last year. NCTD agreed to reduce the length of the fence by about half and to um, in sections put instead of a six-foot chain-link fence, a four-foot post and cable fence that wouldn't block views and blah, 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 blah. And they proposed to put the fencing up in two phases. Um, and so big, big sections would not be blocked by fencing um, for another couple of years. That uh, resulted in a deadline of uh, this end of December 2021 for agreement on that fence. And uh, let me divert and, and for a moment explain how we got to the deadline. Back a couple of years ago when NCTD first started pushing this, they filed a petition with the Surface Transportation Board asking the Surface Transportation Board to declare that they did not need city, local, coastal, or CEQA review and approval to do a fence or to do other maintenance of way activities in the right of way. And they pointed to a 2002 ruling from the STB on, on a very similar issue in their favor. So City of Del Mar and Coastal Commission filed responses at the STB in opposition. We then got into a one-year settlement discussion period where all parties agreed it would be better if we could resolve it by settlement. That set a December 21 deadline uh, for resolving it by settlement. That's what produced the modified fence plan back October of last year. End of December, an agreement was not reached. NCTD's board of directors on January 20th then issued an approval for its staff to enter a contract and put the fence up, the modified fence, uh, unless the city of Del Mar, by a deadline of February 28th, agreed to sign this revised license agreement that would have a modified fence more to the city's liking and would require the city to take on some liability. So between that January 2022 uh, action by the NCTD Board of Directors and the February 28th deadline, which is just a week or so ago, there were more discussions between the city uh, and NCTD at the lawyer and staff level that were confidential, and that produced uh, a second revised license agreement that had, uh, or that had, it's fair to say, addressed a number of the concerns that the city still had. Uh, number one, it modified the liability sharing provisions and made it clear that if, if the city signed this license agreement, that the city would take slip and fall liability 
for trails that were in the right-of-way that ran laterally, that were outside of any fencing, but the city would not be liable if trespassers got down on the tracks, climbed over the fence, whatever, uh, that that liability would remain with NCTD. So that was a, a big improvement. Uh, and then it had provisions for a modified fence in the alignment, and it would have, for the first time, uh, created legal public access rights to portion of the right-of-way to utilize trails. So that's what was at the city council meeting on February 28th. We had a special city council meeting to decide whether or not that revised license was good enough and whether or not we were going to sign it. And uh, for details, you could watch. There's a video recording of it that's available on our website. Uh, and you can hear the arguments, pro and con. Uh, and that's where we ultimately voted three to reject that revised license and two of us voting to, ac to accept it. So that brings you up almost to the present. If you want me to try to summarize the positions, I could do that if that would help, or I can get you up to date on what's happened since February 28th. So were, were you, did you think that it would pass after that last set of revisions? Do you think there was a chance that it would, it would pass? I thought there was a chance it would pass, and I was very hopeful that it would pass. And I guess the simplest explanation why is um, it's absolutely clear to me NCTD does not need City of Del Mar position to put a fence up in the railroad right-of-way where they deem it's necessary for safety. That's a right they have under uh, federal law. And they're, they're right, I think, that in 2002, the Surface Transportation Board confirmed that right. So the option of no fence really wasn't on the table for us. Our choice was a fence that we really didn't like, that brought liability restrictions with it and that blocked access, or a modified fence that was better with better liability provisions. And in the real world, that revised license was the best option available for us. And I was hopeful that my council colleagues would see it that way and agree with me. One did, uh, the longest serving council member and the one who has the most experience with uh, all of the stuff saw it the way I did. The other three pretty much just felt that a fence was not a good thing and therefore they weren't going to vote for it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, when they did come out with the first set of revisions, uh, I did read that you weren't a fan of the revisions. Did you did you change your mind at all? A couple of things made me change my mind. The biggest one was the liability. In the first revised fence proposal that was dates back to I think October of last year, it would have the city of Del Mar take liability if unless we prove that we use reasonable efforts to prevent trespassers, we would be liable if somebody got on the tracks and got hit by the train. And my position was, that's unreasonable. Uh, NCTD owns the right-of-way. They run the trains. They want the fence. None of that is the city's. If they'll move the fence closer to the tracks and free up right-of-way outside of the fence where people can walk laterally and look at the sunset and do that good stuff, We'll take liability for that area, for the trails, just like we have for other trails in the city. But I was really against NCTD using it as an opportunity to foist some of their liability exposure for rail strikes onto us. 
So that was the biggest problem I had with it. The second problem I had with it was um, the uh, the details of some of the fencing sections. Uh, I thought could have been improved. Um, uh, but so both of those ended up being discussed and uh, re revised in the final license agreement that we voted on on February 28th. And, and my take was, is it perfect? No. But is did they substantially resolve my concerns about the design and, and location of the fencing? Yes. Did they fix the liability concerns I had? Yes, they did. Uh, and that, to me, was good enough. So the NCT, like you like you pointed out, they can do whatever they really want. Is there a fear now that they're going to go back to the original design of six foot chain link fence? What do you think is going yes. to happen? Well, uh, let me bring you up to date quickly on on what's happened since February 28th. Uh, and this, I'm giving, I'm not sharing anything that's confidential or from our closed sessions. I'm just going to talk about things that are in the public record. Um, number one. Uh, the Coastal Commission um, has issued a cease and desist order uh, and to NCTD telling them that if NCTD didn't confirm in writing to the Coastal Commission by March 7th at noon that, that NCTD was going to come through the Coastal Commission process to get a coastal development permit for the fence, that the Coastal Commission was going to issue a cease and desist and potentially impose fines and penalties of up to $11,000 a day, and they were going to take the matter before the Coastal Commission as a body to issue a permanent cease and desist. And uh, there's a long nine-page letter from the Coastal Commission about all that that's public record if you haven't seen it. But the punchline is Coastal Commission uh, decided to play a little hardball and say, hey, you need to come through our coastal process and get a permit from us to do this fence, or we're coming after you. NCTD then filed a, a brief with the Surface Transportation Board called a status update in response to that letter from the Coastal Commission. And basically, uh, NCTD's status update says, hey, we got this letter from the Coastal Commission. They're threatening to do this to us. We Here's all the data and reasons why there's a legitimate safety issue out there. It went through the statistics on 1,800 and something near misses and six deaths since 2015 or whatever, and talked about uh, a person who fell off of the bluff uh, just the other day. And uh, so NCTD's pitch was, there, there, we've determined there's a legitimate safety issue out here. We need to deal with it. Please expedite. a an STB ruling in our favor and clear the air that we have a right to go do this and that we don't need uh, city or coastal approval. Um, NCTD also sent a letter back to the Coastal Commission, because if you remember the Coastal Commission's cease and desist letter told NCTD that by noon on March 7th, if, unless they responded that they were going to comply, that this cease and, uh, and desist was going to be carried out. NCTD did file a response to that, and they go through and recite uh, basically how um, they're exempt under federal law from Coastal Commission's permit requirements. They refer to the 2002 Surface Transportation Board ruling in the Encinitas passing track case 
as support for that position and very clearly stake out terrain that NCTD feels it has been uh, federally exempt from Coastal Commission permit review for the last 20 years. And, uh, and they say that their intention is to proceed with the fencing imminently. And quote, imminently is the word they chose. Now what that means, whether they're going to wait for a Surface Transportation Board ruling before they start the fence, or whether they think they're on have a strong enough legal position that they can go ahead and start the fence right now and see what happens. Uh, I don't know the answer to that, uh, but at this point, in a way, uh, the city has become a, a somewhat of a bit player, and it's a battle of the titans. The Coastal Commission and its state authority and its federal authority under the Federal Coastal Zone Management Act is weighing in and taking a hardline position that NCTD needs to come through their process to do the fence, and NCTD's taking a hardline position, no way, we already fought this fought 20 years ago, we're exempt, and we don't have to, we don't have to do it. And so that's where things stand at the moment, and uh, I could speculate as to who's going to do what next, but the truth is, I don't know. Um, and the to, final do you think, I'm sorry, do you think this could be dragged out even longer? Uh, before they do anything? It could. It could. And there's one final piece of the puzzle that I should mention, at least so far. And that is um, last night we had a city council meeting and uh, our city attorney reported out after our closed session, and I can't discuss what we talked about in closed session, but in public session she did report out that the city of Del Mar will be filing a response to the latest NCTD filing at the STB and that we will be filing in coordination with the Coastal Commission and that we'll be filing sooner rather than later. So that brings you right up to, to now. And, you know, how soon will things happen? Uh, here's how I see it. There's, you know, door A is NCD, NCTD decides that they really feel strong about their position and they feel really strongly that there's a current safety issue. Somebody fell just a couple of days ago and they decide they're going to go out and start the fencing right now. Um, I, and I think if you read their briefs at the STV, uh, their position has been that um, that 2002 ruling already clarifies this issue. They don't think they need further ruling from the STB to put up the fence. And that the main issue in the rest of their in their current STB filing is has to do with the issue of federal consistency review under the Coastal Act for bluff stabilizations and other things. So NCTD may decide they want to just go ahead and hardball it and try to start putting the fence up. Door B is NCTD takes a more cautious approach and waits for an STB ruling to clarify um, either that they have the right to do the fence or that they don't before they actually start it. Uh, and the variable there is, and you probably know more than me, I don't know how promptly the STB gets to these kind of decisions, you know, whether they're likely to rule in the next month or the next week or whether they could sit on it for six months before they re make a re recommendation. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that triggers one of the things that uh, um, the City of Del Mar and Coastal Commission both in prior filings with the STB had asked the STB to refer this whole matter to mediation. Uh, 
Right. And um, NCTD filed an opposition saying, hey, no, we've danced with these guys for the last year and we didn't get to a, an agreement. The mediation would be meaningless. The city and coastal commission perspective was, hey, yeah, we did dance for a year and we got really close. We got really close. Mediation would be the most effective way to close the remaining gap on an agreement. And um, SANDAG, our regional uh, government organization, which is actually the lead on the bluff stabilizations and the rail relocation and the tunnel and all of that stuff, interestingly, mm -hmm. is not a party to the Surface Transportation Board proceeding because NCTD didn't name them. Yet NCTD's position asks for a ruling about whether or not those things have to go through a federal consistency review. So we, being city and coastal commission, both asked the Surface Transportation Board to include SANDAG in the mediation, to invite them to participate voluntarily, and if they don't, to order them to participate. So that's kind of left hanging, too. Is the Surface Transportation Board going to push this to mediation, and if they do, will they include SANDAG or not, or will the Surface Transportation Board instead rule on the merits of the NCTD position and clear the air about fencing and consistency review, or will the Surface Transportation Board work on other things and be busy and, and, and let it drift for a while? And I don't know the answer to that, but that seems to me those are the options that I can, I can imagine. So do you, as mayor of Del Mar, believe something needs to be put in place to prevent people from crossing those tracks? Yeah, yes, I do. And, and our city's official position, and I want to distinguish that, if my personal view differs from the city, I'll let you know. But our city is on record that between Coast Boulevard and 13th Street and perhaps as far south as 11th Street, we think a fence is appropriate. Because if you look at the history of strikes and near misses, that's where they're occurring, in that area. Uh, and that we, uh, we recognize and would not object to a fence in that area. But when you get down to the southern end of town from 9th Street south, where there's like a 30-foot bluff separating the tracks from an upper bluff where people walk, we said, you don't need to put a fence up there. No, that's not a high-risk area. People aren't using that to get down to the tracks. But uh, so it's that part of the fence that uh, Del Mar objected to. Anything else you, you want to add? You provided me a great amount of information. You, you provided some clarity, so I do appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to add on this? Well, yeah, let me, uh, let's go 40,000 feet up, as they say, for a moment and look at the big picture. In the big picture, uh, SANDAG is now committed in the new uh, regional transportation plan that they're required to adopt, and they just adopted it December 10th of 2021. They say they're going to have the rails relocated off the bluff to an inland location in a tunnel by 2035. Uh, the SANDAG executive director has stated on the public record that he expects by 2023 they will complete the environmental and engineering work on the tunnel. By 2025, they expect to identify the funding sources, and by 2035, they, have, they expect to actually have the project done and the rails moved off the bluffs. 
So from that 40,000 feet, what we're looking at when, we, when we're fighting about fencing is really an interim problem. It's what do we do between now and 2035. And NCTD's position is, you know, hey, we need that fence for safety. And Del Mar's position is, um, yeah, we get you on, on portions of the bluff, but portions of the bluff, you really don't need it. It's a bad idea. But however that tussle resolves, unless Sandag fails in its relocation, eventually we're going to get the fences off the bluff uh, and we're going to get the rails off the bluff too. In the, in the interim, um, Sandag has uh, secured $100 million plus dollars with our assistance and with NCTD's assistance and everybody's assistance to shore up the bluff to make sure they don't fall, the train doesn't fall in the ocean between now and 2035. And right. I think ev everybody views that as essential, regardless of your position on fences or railroads and all of that. We can't run the risk of a train falling in the ocean. And I don't know if you knew this, but in the 1940s, a train did go off of the rails right there on the bluff and go into the mm -hmm. ocean. And there's there's an interesting photo of that, an old steam engine kind of hanging off the bluff. Wow. Uh, if you'd like it, I'd be happy to send you the picture. So that's not a theoretical risk. And yeah. so Sandag is the lead agency in all that bluff stabilization and spending that $100 million and doing all of that. And yeah. we, being the city, we took the position with NCTD, hey, look, the fence and the bluff stabilization, it's all related. It's all work in the same area. It's all work on the same rail line. You should coordinate that, and Sandag and NCTD should process that together and go through the federal consistency review at Coastal. Uh, and that's NCTD has resisted that, saying no, we we don't want to do that. We want the yeah. Surface Transportation Board ruling. So there's all these moving parts: getting the rails off the bluff into a tunnel, uh, shoring up the bluffs with band-aids. Until then, and Hassan Akrata, Sandag Executive Director, has been absolutely clear that he will not support spending another dime um, on bluff stabilization in the current location, that from here forward, every dime will be spent towards uh, relocation. Yeah. So there's a lot yeah. of moving parts, and in an right. ironic kind of ways, the fence is, is important to a lot of people, including me, but it's it's not necessarily the biggest issue of, of all these that, that are at, at play. So a lot of back and forth going on, still going on. You have the California Coastal Commission saying to the NCTD, hey, you guys have to go through our permitting process. And you have the NCD saying, we just want to build this fence. So now we're going to hear from the executive director of NCTD, Matt Tucker. So here's what Matt Tucker has to say about the Del Mar fence. So do you want to give me the current status of this fence? I know the California Coastal Commission uh, has put up a front there. So you want to maybe give me a current status of what's going on? Yeah. So the, the, the current status is um, we're pending um, the Surface Transportation Board decision. Um, at the same time, we're continuing to advance the project development activities to, that would support installation of the fence. So they're, they're happening kind of concurrently. So were you surprised of the decision by the Del Mar City Council 
uh, the 3-2 decision to not accept your revised proposal? No, I wouldn't. Um, I, you know, I firmly believe from the beginning, um, or, you know, with the discussions that we were having with them leading up to it, um, and recognizing the discussions that they were having publicly, uh, that uh, it would be pretty difficult for those, some of those folks on the council to shift their positions, um, given what the rhetoric was prior to that um, action at that city council meeting. Are you surprised that it's taken this long to just put a fence up? In the, I mean, this, is, this has been months in the making, uh, if not years. Are you surprised about that process? Well, it's been years. I mean, I mean, and this dates back to the 1990s. Uh, look, you know, the way I look at it um, is we have to, you know, NCTD has to focus in on this as one of the more important things that we can do from a safety perspective, uh, from the perspective of our first responders and railroad employees and from our customers. Um, am I kind of disappointed at some of the public rhetoric and feedback? Absolutely. Um, but I think at, at, at the end of the day, this is something that we need to push forward um, and be resilient in the face of, uh, obviously, some of the uh, feedback that we're getting from the city of Del Mar and the California Coast Commission. So how long do you think this process is going to take with STB, and, and where does that put your schedule in with the whole construction? Well, we're, you know, you know, we've reached, you know, we've obviously um, filed supplemental um, information to the Surface Transportation Board, um, really urging them to take action um, as quickly as possible. So I, I think we're really hoping that over the course of the next three to four months that we should receive a decision from them. Um, concurrently, as we're looking at the project development activities that need to take place prior to the installation of the fence, we see that in, in kind of a three to four month uh, time frame as well. Are you threatened at all by the California Coastal Commission and, and their petition with the FTB? Uh, personally for me, I think anyone who's looked at the matter closely, particularly given that there was a 2002 case um, that involved one of our local uh, cities um, and the California Coastal Commission challenging NCTD's ability to do a double tracking project. Uh, the case that's been um, raised and the issues being raised now are pretty much the same. Um, so obviously we feel confident um, in the position that we've staked out. I think if you look at prior STB decisions, clearly their decisions um, would tend to support NCTD's perspective in terms of the right um, as a common carrier for rail. So I feel confident about it, otherwise we wouldn't be advancing it. So your original plan called for just a six foot tall fence, chain link fence. Then you went through, you made those revisions, uh, made it more aesthetically pleasing. Um, are you prepared to go forward with the revised plan or the original plan? Well, no, uh, so our board has taken action. And so where we are at is implementing within the same footprint of the revised plan that we worked um, closely with the city of Del Mar and the uh, Coastal Commission to develop. Uh, but much more of that fence would be six foot chain link fence. Okay, just in spots it would be not, it would be lower than six foot, correct? 
Um, it would be uh, six feet chain link fence. So the board's action um, that is now expired and due to the city rejecting it um, would have had that same footprint, uh, but it would have been primarily uh, four foot um, fence or 42 inch fence. Um, uh, the board's action included that if the city of Del Mar didn't accept it, it pretty much would be the same alignment, um, but that fencing um, in most circumstances would be more six foot chain link fence. So you just want you want to explain just the importance of of this measure uh, in regards to not necessarily trespassing, but people deciding to go crossing the tracks themselves, and just talk about why this is so important that it's needed. Oh yeah. So I mean, it, it's a multitude of different things. In fact, I'll just leave it with I've heard people ask me, would I believe it'd be a good outcome not to have a fence in the city of Del Mar take liability? My answer remains no. I think the fence is a critical step in, ter in, in, in terms of supporting the overall operations. There are a few perspectives that I think are important to note. Obviously, um, serious injury to include fatalities occur from people who trespass in the railroad. I mean, there's been a history uh, of accidents taking place uh, that resulted in fatalities or and serious injuries. So that's one aspect of it you know, potential in, um, injury to residents and visitors. The second aspect of it, obviously, um, that, that I really consider is our first responders and railroad employees. Uh, uh, there's no doubt uh, about the fact that they experience PTSD as a result of these events. And if one were to think about it kind of in the course of their day, um, having multiple events where you potentially could have been in, involved in a significant event that resulted in a serious injury or fatality, that's a pretty rough expectation from a day-to-day -day job. We would never expect a UPS driver to have to deal with that. The other aspect is um, customer impact. Anytime you have one, any of these significant events, trains are delayed up and down the entire 350-mile corridor. People who are on that train, primarily the incident spot, could be delayed more than two hours plus until the tracks are reopened for operations. The last aspect that I will mention is the risk and liability perspective. Um, obviously, as the property owner and the railroad rec uh, record, NCTD is subject to uh, lawsuits and other liabilities at risk. Um, that's an important um, factor for consideration, especially since we are a, tax a taxpayer-funded organization. The operator PTSD is interesting. Uh, you make a valid point there and something that I have not heard before, you know, with this debate. Have you actually talked to your operators about this? You know, we've, I've talked to our operators. I even have talked to our first responders. So we contract directly with the Sheriff's Department um, for San Diego County. We have a specific dedicated uh, detail. There is no doubt of the impact of these incidents um, that they have on our employees and our first responders. It's significant. It's something that is just not noticeable and visible to the public, but it is something that is very, very significant and important for us to address. All right, Matt, anything else you would like to add about this? I appreciate your time and your insight. Well, you know, one of the things I've been telling people is, you know, there's a couple of thoughts for people to think about. We would never accept this as, as something that would be okay if people were running across the freeway because it was the most direct access to the beach.
it's against the law to cross the the freeway uh, um, in that manner, and it's against the law to cross the railroad tracks in that way. And so we need to make sure that we're upholding a consistent um, safety standard. Uh, and I think it's also important that we value life, you know, um, however people find themselves on those tracks. I've heard some people highlight that um, that some of these are uh, some of these incidents are due to intentional self harm. But you know what? My response to anyone is, if any of us had a loved one, we would hope that others would be in support of any action that would make it more difficult for that person to engage in any form of self-harm. The bottom line of this whole discussion is kind of a discussion about safety versus convenience. If you go and look at the the different paths of travel, there's a safe and legal crossing at the furthest point about one mile away. And depending on all those other access points, about a half mile away. So it's not the case that people won't have the access to the beach. They will continue to have access to the beach at the safe and and legal crossing. And so it's a very simple issue that I think calls all of us uh, to maintain a consistent approach about what is right. Not what is easy, not what is convenient, but what is right. And I'm assuming that you have dealt with lawsuits in the past, dealing with people crossing the tracks and accidents there? We have an ongoing lawsuit right now. Um, It's part of the day-to-day. And and, and it's interesting, you know, in terms of the accident and the lawsuit, the claim is that NCTD has not taken significant enough action due to pressure from the city of Del Mar. For you to note, the city of Del Mar was originally included in that lawsuit. They managed to get out of the lawsuit by stating that they were not a property owner. So hearing that, the part that he just said about the city of Del Mar basically being able to excuse itself from a lawsuit because it claims it's not an owner, it's hard not to side with the NCTD regarding this fence issue. And also, the operator PTSD, who would have thought that is one thing that, you know, I've been following this story for a long time and no one has brought, brought that up. But it is a legitimate concern when you have operators out there, train operators, really looking out for people falling on the tracks, stumbling on the tracks, crossing the tracks, and how they have to be at the ready to react to that. Really a fascinating issue. I'd like to thank the mayor of Del Mar, Dwight Warden, and of course the NCTD Executive Director, Matt Tucker, For Rail Group On Air, I'm Bill Wilson, and I will see you down the line.